You can either face the leukemia mm -hmm. or and like have the potential of dying mm -hmm. or you do this really life-threatening um, like treatment right. and have the potential of dying anyway. Right. So it's basically you're kind of just faced with this literal near-death experience. Welcome to the Well Now What podcast. I'm your host Savannah. That clip you just heard was my first guest. Kyra Williams. I knew that Kyra had to be one of my first few guests because her story is so inspirational and I really admire her courage and strength. I'm so excited for you all to hear this episode. Hope you enjoy. I think like a lot of people, I started, like I chose to go into business because I didn't, I knew what I didn't want to do. Mm -hmm. And I think that was kind of the direction that took me there. The whole time I have had no idea what I wanted to go into. All I knew is I didn't want to do finance or accounting. Same with me. <laughs> <laughs> Anything math related. Yeah. I knew it was going to be more of a creative route with it. Yeah. Um, but still very vague. I was a like, I'm a confused millennial myself. Yeah, I feel you. <laughs> That's why I started this podcast. <laughs> yeah. So in January of last year, mm -hmm. I started getting back pain. Mm -hmm. So I had already, like, had back pain in my past because I had gotten rear-ended in a small, like, um, motor vehicle accident okay. and they've told me I have a bulging disc in my back okay. um and so that's always caused me a lot of like just like problems with school like sitting down for long periods of time but never anything super major just kind of like minor pain I guess and then one night it was maybe 12 a.m I woke up and I was getting this severe nerve pain all in my back and it was just like this burning firing pain and I ended up like barely being able to move like I had to like stumble down the stairs go and grab an ice pack mm -hmm. and then the next day I went to emergency and they just said it's nothing and I was feeling like numbness and like I just knew that something was wrong and um they just blew me off so then the next day that the next night, about the same time, I woke up in the middle of the night, terrible pain, like couldn't move. And I had to scream to my roommates and I was telling them, okay, like I need help. Like I need you to help me get to the emergency now. Mm -hmm. Maybe they'll take me more seriously if I'm not like feeling better all of a sudden because yeah. it only would last for a couple hours and then it would go away. So then this time I after like a lot of pleading to like get me an MRI, like we need yeah. to figure this out. This is not right. <laughs> this was in Victoria. Too. Yes, this was in Victoria. Okay. So then they ended up getting me in for an MRI. Um, long story short, I just like went to the MRI and then um, in at the I had a few other episodes of it, but I kind of just like held off I just knew that like as soon as I get the results back I'll just kind of have an idea I thought it was a pinched nerve mm -hmm. from my previous was, injury yeah you didn't think it was serious yeah anything, yeah so then in at the end of exams it was the Monday actually I had my final exam this was in April of last year mm -hmm. and then I had like a pub crawl that night was feeling fine like I literally couldn't have felt better yeah no sign of anything going wrong mm -hmm. like other than like the occasional back spasm thing right. um and then 
in like a couple days later, I had a doctor's appointment to go over with my family doctor, my MRI results. She was pretty mad because she saw that they didn't do any contrast, which is basically they put a dye in with the MRI and then you can kind of see what more of what's going on. Okay. Um, and they had kind of described what looked like a tumor. So it was okay, so they completely missed it. They yeah. completely missed it. So she ordered me an urgent MRI. Mm-hmm. Um, and then literally by the Friday of that week, I had the same pain in my back, but it just wasn't going away this time. Then basically well, my parents, I was at home now, like I was done my semester. So I, my parents brought me to the emergency, same thing. I was having like numbness, like it was just like severe pain yeah Yeah, and this was right into the morning at this point Mm -hmm. and the doctor was still telling me like it's nothing it's just your bulging disc like and I'm like what doctor is this (laughs) this is not just a bulging disc I literally like I knew it was not this I had googled kind of my symptoms and I thought it was this thing called cauda equina syndrome so that basically what that is is your bladder goes paralyzed, like everything from the waist down can go paralyzed. Um, like you can lose complete ability to walk unless you go into emergency surgery and relieve the compression off of those nerves. Okay. Were you feeling like that numbness in the bottom of your legs? Is that why you thought Um, yeah, I was just like around my waist and like, it wasn't like super severe at that point, but Mm -hmm. I was still feeling numbness. So I'm like, okay, well this is kind of scary. Like I don't know like what this is going to lead to. So they finally, after like a lot of like telling them like I need to get an MRI, like mm-hmm. I literally had the urgent MRI requisition in my hand and they mm-hmm. weren't going to give me an emergency one. So I was like, oh, okay, this is yeah. so frustrating. Like I was feeling like out of it. Like luckily my parents were like my biggest advocates. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then in, after a while, like I did the MRI with contrast, contrast this time. And they basically came back with, like, the neurosurgeon came back and told me that I had a lymphoma pressing on my nerves. Okay. So that they would have to rush me into emergency surgery right away. So I have, like, they, like, did the surgery that same night. Mm -hmm. And then basically, like, within, like, like, two weeks, I was in... I was being admitted immediately into Vancouver General Hospital because that's the only place that in BC that treats leukemia. Really? So after I did... Um, so you had no time to kind of process what's going on. Like it was like, yeah. go, go, go. Yeah. Yeah. So basically they... Like to put this into perspective, like I was partying at a pub crawl doing <laughs> normal stu- student things and thinking I had like I had a study abroad planned for yeah. September. I was going to Japan. Like mm-hmm. I was, I had a great co-op lined up um, in the summer. Like I was ready to like go into this next phase in my yeah, life. Great. And then all of a sudden, bam! Like everything's on hold. I did not even believe it at first. I just was in complete shock. I literally just did not understand. I was asking the nurses post surgery. I'm like am I okay to go to Vancouver? Cause I'm supposed to move in with my roommate this weekend yeah. and I'm supposed to start work like next week. Yeah. <laughs> so I was just like in complete denial. My mom was like, Oh God, this girl, like she needs to figure out that oh, like no. this is not happening. 
Um, so yeah, like it was really scary. Mm-hmm. And um, the actual name of the cancer was acute lymphoblastic leukemia. Okay. So it's very like serious. It's life threatening. Like, is it more common in younger people? Or, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a children's leukemia. Yeah. Um, and luckily, because of my age, yeah. they were able to treat me with okay. treatment that they would normally give a child, like a child. Yes. Um. So it's a lot stronger actually, because children are more adapt, like they can handle it more. Okay. For um, but if I was older, then I'd have to do the adult treatment, and that yeah. would like be not as effective. Okay. So basically, I went straight into the hospital, did a month of chemo, back to back, and then I had another round of chemo plus um, like IVF mm-hmm. for like for them to like do egg stimulation. Mm-hmm. So then after that, um, I had my stem cell transplant in August. Okay. So that's kind of like the the so quick what, one rundown. <laughs> right. So what is the stem cell um, transplant, if you don't mind me asking? Yeah. That. So basically, I don't know who the donor is, but okay. basically, like, they take um, stem cells, which are the cells that are created in your bone marrow, mm-hmm. and they, um, they take them from, like, blood of mm-hmm. a donor, and... Then they transport it. Um, A lot of times, actually, it's from Europe because they market it a lot better in Europe. So they have a lot better of, like, a supply there. So they'll actually have, like, um, retired doctors or ex-police officers travel to Europe and pick it up the same day and bring it right back. Oh, wow. Because it needs to be fresh. Right. Like, that's when it's most effective. Yeah. So I don't get to find out for another year who my donor is and... I'll only ever find out if they want to contact me. Okay. But it could be from Europe, which is pretty cool. Oh. So there's a lot of risks. It's basically like you can either face the leukemia Mm -hmm. or and like have the potential of dying, Mm -hmm. or you do this really life threatening um like treatment and have the potential of dying anyway. So it's basically you're kind of just faced with this literal near-death experience. And and how did you make that decision, or did your parents help you? I, didn't, I just thought, like, mm-hmm. yeah, I could be in remission, but, like, for how long? And it's not as effective without it. Right. So I just knew that, like, it was something I had to do in mm-hmm. my mind anyways, I felt like. And so then that was actually the hardest of everything because they basically try to kill every cell in your body before mm-hmm. putting in these new cells. So they use, like, really intense radiation, chemo, everything. Your body's just completely run to the ground. And then um, you just have to, like, wait for the, like, and hope that they'll, your new cells will, Mm -hmm. what they call, engraft. So go into your bone marrow, find their way, and then... Um, start working for your body. So, so, so far it's been... It's been, been fine. fine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, I'm doing basically normal now, which really, is yeah. crazy. Because, yeah, you were just at the gym, so you're, yeah, you're able to work out. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah. I actually go to spin. Oh, like, wow, yeah. Yeah, I've been, like, doing spin and yoga all the time. That's awesome. So, yeah, it's pretty crazy how, like, that can happen in such a short amount of time. This was, like, a so quick... Fast. Yeah, that was, like, yeah. April and then, like, a few months. It was just the summer, and then yeah. I basically had to just deal with like regaining energy regaining strength and then dealing with like side effects from medications that I was on after that Mm -hmm. it definitely makes you contemplate like 
everything that's yeah. going on in your life when you go through something like that. How did that change you, like, when you think of life yeah. and your future and everything? Um, in a weird way, it kind of made me care less. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, I am always someone, like, I've always been someone to care. Like, everything has to be, like, as Certainly. planned. Like, right, I'm yeah. planning for the future. Like, yeah. um, this is how I want yeah. it to be, like... But I don't really know what I wanted to be, and that's stressing me out. And yeah. like I was so like worked up about it, yeah. and like knowing like I needed to get all like my ducks in a row mm-hmm. to like, figure it out. And now I'm like, okay, I'm just gonna do like fun things that make me happy. And mm-hmm. if one of those things ends up being a passion and I love it, then maybe I can make that into something. Yeah, that's awesome. This mm-hmm. is such a great mindset to have. Yeah, and that's yeah. like, I think, my biggest piece of advice for anybody. We get so stuck kind of like in like what the business program or whatever it is you're doing mm-hmm. says you can do after your yeah. degree. And that is so limited. Like you can say marketing or you can say like you're going to be a nurse mm-hmm. and you're not thinking about like, all of the different directions that you could go with that. Within that, yeah. Within that, and, like, even, like, like I like business for me because there's so many different options. Like, I could literally... Yeah. Like, I like it, but it also kind of scares me because there's mm-hmm. so many options. It starts with, like, doing what you love. Right. And it could be anything. I, like, literally just randomly started writing a book the other day, and oh, I don't really? even... I don't know what that means. Yeah. I don't... Do you like writing? Yeah, yes. I like writing, but I didn't okay. really, like, ever write Okay. Like, except for, like, English in right. high school. yeah. And... I've seen your blog, though, your mm-hmm. your Instagram blog, and it's really, really inspirational, Aww. like, some of the captions <laughs> that you write. Thank no, you. No, they're amazing, yeah. So... That's why I really wanted you to come on, mm-hmm. because you're so positive Aww. after everything that you've been through. Yeah, yeah, I feel like... How did you... How do you do that? Challenging your mental self yeah. constantly, like... Sometimes, do you ever doubt yourself every day or you're just trying to live your life to the fullest? Sometimes, of course. Yeah. Like, yeah. I get scared like anybody. Like, yeah. I get, I doubt, like, myself. And it's just kind of about, like, almost not fighting with yourself. Yeah. But kind of, like, just, like, if your mind goes there, being like, no. Yeah. And even if you don't totally believe it at the time, if you tell yourself it enough, mm-hmm. then you will, like, persuade yourself oh, to for sure. be You're your optimistic. biggest obstacle. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. So, like, when there was times when I was stressing out about the future Mm -hmm. or whatever it's going to be, I knew that in in my capabilities, like, I was set up. Like, I face things now Mm -hmm. that have set me up for anything, any obstacle, any challenge in the future that comes my way. Yeah. Yeah. And it might be really freaking scary, but... I might have not been able to cha- like tackle that before I've done experienced certain things. Okay. Like if that makes any no, sense. No, yeah, it does. Yeah. Like I just feel like it, my life has just kind of set me up for the next thing. Yeah. So you're and ready. There's for always the a challenge. Yeah. There's always. Like always you can't avoid it no, for anybody. Yeah. Like there's always going to be the next thing, whatever it is. It's crazy, like the amount of support you you get yeah. when you're facing hardship and for anybody facing hardship I like I don't know like I just found personally Mm -hmm. it helped me a lot as well to be public about it yeah I found that as well because I had no idea until you put it public and you were so honest and so Mm -hmm. vulnerable about it because 
what happens first of all when you go into a social setting and nobody knows about what you've gone through first of all that's super awkward because yeah. then you have to explain your story like say you're yeah. like going to the bar and drink or, yeah. Yeah, yeah then <laughs> like it's gonna be so awkward because then you're gonna down like be a downer yeah. <laughs> when everyone's just wanting to have a good time yeah. so like I don't know there's that and then it's also just like being open and like owning it not letting mm-hmm. what's going on in for you mm-hmm. own you yeah yeah like you are not your cancer mm-hmm. your chiropractor exactly yeah. so I didn't want that I yeah. wanted to just own it and I wanted people to know and I wanted like it just made me feel more in control when you're in a point in your life where you don't feel in control at all mm-hmm. and that's another thing yeah. Because are you used to that, like having your control? Because you know, you knew what you wanted to do. Right? Exactly. Yeah. I was so naive. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, like, I have control over everything. Like, yeah. I'm gonna do my internship. I'm gonna go to exchange. Right. Like, this is what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna go and finish my degree. Then I'm gonna, gonna get a great career. Yeah. <laughs> and then I'm gonna get married and have kids. And I'm like, holy big shit! Just, yeah. <laughs> like. You don't have any predictability on your life. Yeah. So, and that's okay. You just got to take it less seriously. Yeah. Because who knows where you're going to be and who knows what your life experiences are going to give you. They're going to change you. Yeah. Yeah. Because you always are going to get changed and you're always going to figure out, like, well, maybe that's not what I want. Mm -hmm. So, if you put so much time stressing on what you're going to do in the future, you are kind of not really like being productive. You're not present, right? Mm -hmm. If you're present, then you're being productive and you're. I think figuring out what you yeah. like. That's one of the bigger issues today in our society. It's always like, what are you doing next? What are you doing now? Like, mm-hmm. what are you doing post-grad? It's like, what about now? Like, focus on the moment now. Like, I find myself always, like, looking for the next thing to do, but I'm not really enjoying the time that I have now and appreciating that. Yeah, so, definitely, for sure. Yeah. I think that, yeah, I don't know. I think we just need to slow down, take life less seriously, because... Yeah. It like as much as we hate to hear it, we can literally die the next day. (laughs) So it's about just doing what makes you happy. And that was Kyra Williams. Make sure to check out her personal blog at kyra.ca. Don't forget to subscribe or leave a review. And if you know of anyone that you think I should interview, please don't hesitate to reach out.